I can promise anyone that is alive at this stage, at a, up to a certain age, that they are going to finish their life with a this or other type of electronic addition to their body. We fit the fittest minds with the chip inside I can link and digitize that Which prior to this was higher than science could ever devise This is a neural interface We're gonna stick it in your face Still it in your brain and interlace There's an arms war on and we're gonna win the race Leave everything a race, bring the base Welcome to Dangerous Minds where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a closer look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. Joining us on the program tonight, Cooper, a sysadmin who lives open source solutions, and Cursor, a software dev with a master specializing in RF technology. Up first, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Dangerous Things, who delivers custom gadgetry for the discerning hacker and biohacker. So check them out at DangerousThings.com. If you or your organization is interested in sponsoring the efforts of the Dangerous Minds podcast, please feel free free to reach out to us at dangerousminds.io or email us at info at dangerousminds.io and we'll be glad to talk to you about it. So today we have another special bulletin for a previous guest on Dangerous Minds, uh, Rich Lee. Uh, as you know from our previous episodes, we are calling out for you guys to give him some support as he's currently battling for custody of his kids. Uh, I think currently at the time of recording, he's on $7,615 of a 10.8k goal, um, but donations have slowed down a little bit. So it'd be good just to drive through to the finish for him there. So that's gofundme.com forward slash cyborg dad. And this week on Dangerous Minds podcast, we have Levu. Bebbits, co-founder of Cyborg Nest. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Could you start by introducing yourself and telling us what biohacking, grinding, and transhumanism means to you and your own grind, as it were? So, as you said, my name is Livio Babritz, the CEO of Cyborg Nest, a new company aiming to develop new senses for the upcoming uh, cyborg generation, I would call it. And the idea behind the company is very simple. We all live in, in a reality where we sense just a tiny part of it because the senses that we are given with, this is what they allow us. Um, so fortunately, we got to a place in history where we as humans can start opening this door and uh, uh, expand our perception of reality by starting sensing some of the things that we can't naturally do. Um, so different natural forces, colors, sounds, and many other things that are in the room with us every moment, but we have no clue of. Can you tell us about the origin and the mission behind Cyborg Nest? So Cyborg Nest was uh, founded by myself, Scott Cohen, and two cyborg artists, Neil Harbison and Mon Ribas, who at this stage, they are one of the only people in the world with what we would call artificial senses. Um, so they've been an inspiration and great help in the whole process. They were, I must admit that it took their, their involvement and their addition to the team was enormous because the knowledge that these two people carry and the understanding in this field was crucial to creating our first sense, the North Sense. And in general to define better what is a sense and what we aim and how we do it. For the uh, audience, do you mind explaining just what that project is and um, what, uh, how it's going as well for you guys? So, the, yeah, and the North Sense is our first artificial sense. Uh, the idea behind it, again, is very simple. Um, it, uh, the main point is to connect the owner of the sense to the Earth's magnetic field. So you, uh, the North Sense is attached to the body with an anchoring system made out of two piercings. And each time the sense 
basically aligns with the earth magnetic field it gives you a short vibration notifying you that you are you are on that grid one of the questions that always come is okay so why not use a compass and here it's a it's a very good place to explain the difference between a sense and a tool a tool as cool as a tool will be it's it's a tool so you use it when you need it so for example google maps or a compass it's a tool that when you are when you are in a need for it you do with it whatever you need and then you put it back in your pocket a sense is something that is always with you it doesn't ask you if you're interested in the information and you don't ask it if it can give you the information the fact that this podcast for example it's an audio file doesn't mean that i left my eyes in the drawer because i don't need them or i left my other senses somewhere else because they are not needed at this stage they are always here and they are part of my reality so same will be with artificial senses and with the north sense as you've just talked about there, the North Sense is more of an external thing. It's attached using subdermal piercings. In a world where we're seeing more and more implantable technology, do you ever get, um, there'll be some people who will sort of say, is that biohacking or, you know, is, is it a wearable? And where do you think that, that fits in, in the line of between different, different things? Good question. Obviously, uh, it is. Uh, I will be the first one to admit that anything that any of us do at this stage in 10 years from now will look exactly like the green screen computers from the 90s. But with that said, there was nothing cooler than having a green screen computer in the 90s and being able to experience that new world and to try to imagine where it will take you in a few years from now. Um, so yes, from different reasons, uh, the North Sense is, uh, was decided to be an external thing and not an internal at this stage but i think we can all predict the future and understand that uh, most of these things will be implantable in the future and in later stages move to other things like changes in dna and so i know myself and cooper have discussed uh, this exact product several times and we're all quite excited about it um now, what I, was, what I was sort of thinking about is, would you say it's almost like um, a, a, a training tool? So you wear it for a certain amount of time and eventually your uh, things like your, your other senses and, you know, like can be the, the time of day where the sun is, etc. adapts to where north is and eventually that you then remove it as like the training option. Or do you think there's, there's anything you can actually gain out of things? Completely. I would, uh, I would, I would, I would even go further and say that in the future, those things will, will be an educational thing and not only a training thing. So the fact that in the last two months or a month and a bit, I'm, I'm wearing something that, uh, or I have part of me, something that is always notifying me of that information, obviously uh, it starts to have impact on my life. And in the way that I see things, remember things, uh, uh, use the type of info that I'm getting so it's a it's a truly magical experience at this stage again it's a it's something small and it's something it's a it's a it's a step but uh, doing that step and having it on me it's an amazing experience for now so I have a curiosity about this is a wearable body hacking or is it biohacking in your opinion and also have you tried this out and could if you have tried out the north sense can you tell me what it's like to wear it oh yes of course i have the north sense on me all the time it's a part of my life 
Oh, wow. uh, so since the moment since the moment I put it on, it never comes off, uh, except the time that I charge it or clean it. Uh, it's actually funny because it uh, the my morning routine uh, became you know in in the morning we we kind of maintain our senses. So we take a shower once a day. Usually we brush our teeth in the morning for the sense. You know we clean our ears, and now I I clean my north sense as well. So it's uh, it it completely became part of the body parts that I take care of the experience has been fascinating and one of the one of the interesting things were we didn't know how long it will take it to to effect so for the effect to kick in because since basically this is not a body change and it's not a tool that you can basically start using and and fully used from day one and it has to do with your with your mind so we didn't we didn't exactly know how long it will take to to start having impact but the impact was pretty much immediate and since then just developing and going even to places that we didn't think about that very cool places um, um, so something like uh, from from the moment I put the North Sense on, most of the places that I would remember uh, are not only based on the senses that we have, because you go to a place, you will usually remember it by the light, the colors, the smells. If you are in a restaurant, so by the taste of the food that you ate, now there is a whole new aspect of remembering how that room or space is aligned with the whole planet. It's not just understanding a direction, but it's seeing, imagine that you zoom out and you see a little room and you know exactly how that room sits on the planet um, that's a that's a very cool that's a very cool feeling experiencing new places with the north sense it's also a great place um, I've been uh, last week, for example, or two weeks ago in Austin, where uh, I met Amal as well, and uh, uh, briefly. And um, being in a new place with the North Sense was was a cool thing, you know. But obviously, I'm not a person being afraid walking on the streets by itself, uh, by himself. But suddenly, when you have that thing and you are in a new place, that thing meaning the North Sense, you suddenly understand that you can never really get lost in space as you could be in a new place if you don't have the North Sense. You know, that feeling that you stand in a junction and you turn around and someone told you some directions and you forgot them. So now you're trying to figure out where the hell am I? So now, now, now at least I have that thing that, okay, it puts me in on a certain grid, on a certain place, and I can, I can take it from there. Yeah, experiences on the underground, memories around my kid, and other interesting things like uh, trust, for example, between uh, technology and the human body. That's also, a, um, I think, part of the process that this whole generation will go through. I had an incident that I, I tell about to people. I was uh, living a, a birthday party of a friend of my son, and I w we were walking back home, and I, I kind of knew how to walk back home but not exactly uh, you know that you kind of know the area but not every street by heart and i said okay the north sense is not here for navigation but it can tell you where the north is so let me why won't i use it and then i turned around it tell, told me where north is and then i said wait but north is not in that direction I know that North is in this direction, which is slightly different. So I said, okay, you're wrong. And I kept on walking. And after a few steps, I stopped and I said, no, stop, because you are wrong, not the North sense. And you have to start 
trusting it because it knows something that maybe in your previous perceptions you have to let go and and agree that maybe you were wrong so i obviously i used the north sense and uh, it got me to the place where i wanted home and uh, all was good but it's different little tiny things that i experience on a daily basis uh, that are fascinating yeah what you mentioned taking it off to charge it. I was curious, how do you charge it? And also, um, you have it implanted in you. Are you using uh, Durham anchors or the bars that we've seen in publicity shots of it? The bars that uh, we've seen in the publicity shots of it, uh, different bars that uh, we shipped uh, to clients. Uh, uh, after testing some things, we found better bars with a different, with a some, we, did, we did some changes there in the design too. Um, in general, we did, we did a very uh, tough testing stage since uh, first myself and Scott Cohen uh, uh, fitted the NorthSense on and uh, we did a lot of improvements and we were in that place where everything was working and everything was fine, but we said, ah, we can tweak that a little bit and we can do that a bit more. So we said, yeah let's just go for it because you know it's the first time and let's just make it better and better and not wait for releasing a new generation in six months and say hey this is the new thing you know maybe we will release a new generation but at least at this stage i'm sure that uh, we did everything possible to get the best product out there uh, you know in, in the time in history where we are what I find interesting about the way that you you talk about it is almost like you've you've got to learn to trust it as a sense and it's, it's, again, it's that union of like the body and the tech, Yeah, even when it's not implanted. So a lot of people will be like, you know, when it's implanted, it's part of you. But as you, as you explain, every part of your life now sort of involves that in, in a sense. Um, oh, yeah. It's, uh, I miss it if it's not on me. So if, if for some reason uh, it's not me for an hour, I feel I, I miss it. I, I want it in my life. I want it to be part of me. Uh, but yes, we, we have and we had these moments where I had to, to learn to trust it uh, and to trust the technology. And I think it's a, it's a very big part in this whole new era of embedding technology and the human body and not only for senses, but also for RFID chips and for, for many other things. Because, you know, there will be that moment where people will will transfer their credit card details to an RFID chip or an NFC chip or whatever chip and they will have to decide that, okay, this is it. From that day onwards, I trust it and I go for it. And, and once you do it, there is no way back. So yeah, so fascinating days. Also, the other question I want as well is almost a bit of a selfish question. I'm just, for me, finding out how it is. Um, I know you, you're, you're based in the UK, right? Yes. Um, so you're with us, yeah, outside of the pond for once, Cooper. <laughs> um, but I was just wondering, like, things like you, you discussed about going around the underground, which I'm sure is, like, really interesting um, as well. And But things like just day-to-day, -day, I know the club security and things like that, getting into bars and things like that. Have you ever had any problems? Whereas a lot of people for implants say things like um, going through security at airports. Have you had any issues going through either airport security or any other security in your everyday life? I don't have time to go to too many bars or nightclubs. I wish I had more. <laughs> but, what a funny but excuse. I did, but I, exactly. But I, did, uh, but I did fly with it. And I must say that I did how many flights already? Maybe six or seven flights. I got st and Scott Cohen, the guy, the other guy, did probably more flights than me in the last, uh, in the last two months. And we were stopped zero times. 
including a few, I was twice and he was two or three times in that machine that you also lift your hands up and it turns around you and it scans every bone in your body. Even then, like nothing. Um, so from one hand, we were very happy. From the other hand, I must say, I'm also a bit worried if they don't see a whole computer now attached to my chest. So what do they see there? So you actually had it on at the time when you were going through these and did, I imagine they, they must have seen it. Did they, did they ask you any questions or anything like that? Nothing. There was one time that uh, they, they, each time when I went out of the machine, I was stopped. <laughs> each time I, I was not hoping, but I thought it's going to be because of the North sense. But most of the time they find something in my, in my, uh, how do you call it, in my legs, in my hips, like in the middle part of the body and they check there and no nothing so it's uh yeah it's uh, uh we have we didn't have any problem but also assuming someone and you know uh, statistics is statistics and people will be stopped and will be asked what what the hell that thing is uh, and uh, the the fact that it's coming off um, very easy and you can put it back very easy so it can go to us uh, you know they can scan it put it in their machines and see that it's nothing so there shouldn't be any kind of problem with it and also i'm um, talking about the UK in general. Can you sort of tell us about the cyborg biohacking sort of citizen science movement in the UK? And also with recent hap- recent happenings, um, have you had any issues with local governments or media pressure and things like that? Not really. Um, not really. Contrarily, I think we got a lot of a lot of excitement and support from everybody. So I can't, I can't really complain that anyone at this stage did or said anything against. Of course, once in a while you see on social media and on some places someone coming and saying, hey, you're turning people into robots and uh, I don't know, uh, things that have nothing to do with reality. But in general, again, a story that I always tell is that the day before we launched the pre-orders website last year, in June, I think, uh, myself and Scott met and at the end of the meeting, we had that look in our eyes and we looked one at each other and we had no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, if everything's going to end up with, a, with two posts and three likes for each and a few people saying good luck and, or it's going to be different. And fortunately, if at this stage it is different and if people, if people wonder if the world is ready, so the world is ready, I think, uh, from the amount of um, love and support we get, so... That might be a great time for um, for a little plug there for for those that are they're looking at it, um, the sort of the website and also as you say the likes and things. Uh, how, how would they get onto that? Yeah, so uh, obviously on our website uh, net or they can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Cyborgness. I, I spend probably about half of my time every day talking to people uh, because I totally understand people that don't understand stuff at this stage that have many many questions from many many sides being those health questions uh, psychological questions uh, you know social questions or just questions about the device and how it functions and uh, I, I I try to put myself in their chair and I assume that if I would see that suddenly on the internet, you know, people selling artificial senses, you know, what the hell are they talking about? And um, so we are very patient with answering to anybody, to everybody. So please do get in touch and ask anything that you want. We are here with big pleasure to answer and to learn.
Of course, we'll put that on in the show notes on our new website, which Cooper is working tirelessly to uh, put up. And also at the end of this interview, we'll ask you again just to, to put that out again. All right. So what would you tell someone that's thinking about getting started in biohacking and or getting their first implant in your own experience? What does it take to get started? I think, you, you know, at this stage, um, um, there aren't many options, but all of them are exciting. So the things that we do or things that uh, dangerous things do or uh, Grindhouse do, it's all, it's all very cool stuff. And I think you should ask yourself what you're more kind of interested, where is the, you know, what are the things that more kind of, uh, you know, resonate to your personality or... Uh, and just go for it because it is an exciting moment in history. You, anyone who will get any of these things will have the privilege in 50 years from now or 10 years from now to say, hey, I was there first. I had whatever chip or North Sense or I don't know what. It was super cool. And yeah, you know, I helped shaping this, uh, this new era because again, the conversation with the people, it's a really important one and, and they do really help shaping stuff and, and uh, you know, people that, that will have those things and the inputs that they will bring and the reviews that they will give, not only if it's good or bad or working or not working, but in terms of, okay, to me did this, to me did that, I find it useful here, I don't find it useful there, things that we can actually work. So those things will really have an impact and will help us, the creators, uh, create better things and get to the, to the promised land faster and safer. Uh, obviously, you've put a lot of work in uh, with the planning and management of Cyborg Nest. Um, if I can sort of ask you on a personal level, why do you do it? What spurs you to sort of take the lead, lead ro- role as a co-founder? Do you know what I did previously in my life? I will tell you. So I was, uh, I lived, I was uh, uh, the CEO of a very edgy human rights organization called uh, Videres Credere. Uh, and what I help these guys build is an organization that runs undercover networks that are documenting human rights violations in places where no one has access to. So I lived undercover for five years. Many people know me by many names. And the reason that I tell you that is uh, to, exp- to explain that basically there are, there are a few things that <laughs> drive me in life and uh, uh, one of them, uh, probably the main one, will be curiosity. And the next thing probably will be, you know, to try to push boundaries, to try to get things done in places where, you know, there is some kind of boundary to cross or some kind of limit to push. I'll probably be the person to do it. And uh, two years ago, uh, I met Neil Harbison together with Scott Cohen, who I knew before. And without knowing back then that that meeting changed my life. So as we look today, it did change my life. And that seed, seed that was planted in that meeting uh, was something that today I understand that it was a very deep-rooted seed that uh, uh, needs to grow. And uh, I decided to go for it. So you mentioned your previous life you worked in dealing with human rights violations. What have you have you experienced anything like that uh, dealing with cyborg rights and right to augment in our recent climate? Really? 
not yet on myself, but uh, it is it is very clear to me that this is one of the things that uh, will happen, you know, uh, and it, this is one of the issues that we will have to tackle. And again, I know that Amal is uh, working on it, and uh, um, it's 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 super important because you know, put it very simple there. If you take Neil Harbison, for example, right? So if he goes to a job interview tomorrow, there is a law for that. No one can tell him that you're not hired because you're black, gay, a woman uh, belonging to any kind of religion. But there is no law saying, get that antenna out of my office and, you know, get the hell out of here because I don't, I don't employ people like that and he will have nothing to do at this stage because there is no law protecting him. I think in general, government bodies and systems um, uh, take them more time to adjust and more time to digest things and it will happen and we need to help them happening, uh, to, you know, help them make those things happen. It's not going to be easy, not because they are against, but I truly understand people that don't, don't understand that uh, us at this stage and it's okay and I think... It's not our mission to be angry on them, but it's our mission to try to explain it better and to try to learn how to get the message to a wider audience. And at the end of the day, this is what will bring change in the long term. Then uh, since you've got experience with it and you've kind of seen it through Neil's eyes a bit, would you be a good resource for a cyborg out there or augmented individual that is experiencing it as well as like the EFF? Of course, I'm. Uh, again, I come from human rights, so uh, there is no person on earth that will come and uh, get my help. That I will not at least try to do my best. Uh, I'm not sure that I can save. One of the things that I learned in human rights that I, you can't save the whole world. You have to. You have to focus on some stuff. But I will definitely listen and answer. Be a ear to anyone who wants to talk or ask any question. Anyone is invited to write me to my private email. It's leave you at cyber net. Again, it's my it's my pleasure to to talk to anyone who takes the time to write me. So it's all good, yeah. Um, if you could also answer these sort of two questions for me, um, one: Do you believe in the right to augment? And also, what position do you think you have in the future of of those that are trying to stop that right? I I uh, I have the north sense on my chest this moment, so I probably do believe in the right to augment. Uh, I think again that we are. I'm a, I'm a person driven by curiosity, and as far as I understand it, there couldn't be a more exciting time than the time we are now, uh, when we start to unveil this new this new world and and reality. So I'm totally for it. And again, I will I will help as much as possible. And obviously, um, the work that we do and the the fact that we try to spread the word out there will also help, as many others do at the other. Companies that are in the same in the same playground. So yeah, I'm I'm here to do and to work, and that's that's mostly what I do these days with my life. My family would even say that much too much. So, so obviously we know that you have um, you know the, the the new sense on your on your chest. Um, we talked about implants earlier. Do you do you have any of those? Any you want to get in the future? And have you had anything you've had to remove 
Uh, and if you'd share with us what, what they were. No, it's, uh, you know, I had piercings in the, in the past as a, as a teenager or a, a youngster. I don't know how to call it, but for uh, a younger person that most of them were removed by this age, but I didn't have any implants as technology implants or magnets or things like that. I, the North Sense is my first experience. And yes, I definitely uh, intend to get some of the other stuff and also the things that I call tools and when I call them tools I didn't mean in a bad way I meant in a very good way because some of them are going to be really really cool stuff and are already really cool stuff but I, I, I need to take it one at a time so I'm, I'm still kind of you know overwhelmed and excited and full of work around the north sense uh, but yeah it's not it's not the last thing um, do you have any current projects that you're working on and any of those possibly incorporating the North Sense as an extra byproduct or accessory to that project? Or is it a standalone? Uh, of, of course, we have uh, next senses that we work on and, and develop as this is our focus. Uh, but with that said, again, we, um, we, don't, we don't see ourselves as a, as a shop for senses. So we don't, we don't intend to also spray the market with, with new senses because I, I truly believe that we have a responsibility here. All of us, not us as cyborgness, but again, all the companies that are offering any of these things now to the public is to release something and to learn from it and to move forward and try to do the next thing better. Um, there is a whole onboarding process that humanity has to go through in which we have an important role at this stage. Um, not again, not only us as cyborgness, but everybody who is involved in the community now and creating that positive experience and learning from it to the, pl- to the people that purchase those things from us at this stage will help will help a lot of things including change the changes that have to do with government body or other official more official institutions because everything everything goes all right and uh, you know the impact is positive and things are okay so their eyes and ears will be much more open to to this stuff than um, you know if things go uh, other ways you talked about sort of leaving a positive effect on the people that purchase the product. What do you think is currently holding back the bio community um, from making a breakthrough into the so-called mainstream? Uh, don't worry, it's going to happen very soon. I, I think we should not focus on why is it not happening, but focus on how we deal with the moment that it will happen. Because because uh, the wheel the wheel is not is not to be turned back and and you know the engine is on and it's and it's running and we need to focus on how we did on the long term when this will be a big thing and when this will be more of a mainstream established movement and how we bring it to there it's very you know it's very very early and uh, things are already moving moving very fast and uh, yeah it's just it's, it's going to happen very soon how do you reckon we can sort of, as a community, progress into the mainstream? Do you reckon it's because we're, we're more of a closed off community in what we're doing? Or is there something we could be doing more to, to sort of, um, as a catalyst almost, for, for the way into the mainstream? I think, I think it's, all about, it's all about sharing, first of all, as we know, the, you know it's been proved to work. Uh, so if we share the experience and we share the right experience and we put the experience in the right way, so that is that is uh, something that will that will definitely help. And I must say that in a way there is also something about self confidence that 
that you know we have to we have to show as well uh, be proud and feel really cool with what we do and feel really cool of who we are because you know that will help people want be more like us because it is very cool what we are all doing and uh, you know we all come from very positive points and we want to achieve uh positive points you know positive things for us and for the humanity so so yeah so um let's just let's just keep you know let's keep on doing and keep on working and uh be an example to others and things will happen so you mentioned earlier talking about making changes to put out the best product you can and not saving it for the next generation. It then leads me to ask, how do you ensure the safety of your pro- uh, products and projects that you're involved with? So one of the questions that people ask us is why the North Sands cost as much as it costs, although, you know, we're not speaking about a huge price, but some people are kind of asking, okay, uh, why, why does it cost? as it costs and the reason is simple that we chose around the globe the best people that that uh, you know that could do the work and we did not cut any corners and things are not manufactured where it was cheaper but where it was best for us to manufacture so um, the piercings are manufactured in in the anchoring system in germany and the electronics and it's from titanium and the electronics are manufactured in israel with a company called nistec that uh, is certified by the uh, uh, most delicate industries out there in terms of safety and, and quality control and um, the silicone coating is done by Steve Howard who uh, you know everybody everybody knows the, the quality of the silicone products and the safety around things that he does um, so yeah it's uh, uh, I, I can tell you I just came back from from Phoenix where basically the last stage of the manufacturing is happening including the shipping and I knew it's this way but I was amazed to see with my own eyes the delicacy and the investment that is put in each of these senses when when it is when it is done and I've been to the factory in in Israel and we are we are not talking about a again it's not in a bad way but we are not talking about a do-it-yourself product we invested a lot in in development and trying to make it as safe as possible at this stage. I personally think it's great um, that you're so open about where different parts of the project came from. It shows not only real confidence in your own product, but also the fact that you've put the time and the effort into into what is a high end. I can admit that uh, it made logistics a nightmare. Uh, but but it but but it was worth the price. So we've gone, you know, the I I can't imagine how complicated was to build the silicone molding process that Steve Howard is doing for something so small and so delicate. When again, the North Sense is a device that you cannot turn off. So basically, it's a uh, the whole silicone coating is happening on a live product, on a live sense. So it's uh, it's small, delicate, and alive. And we imagine that the amount of times that we had to ship things from Israel to Arizona uh, for million changes that happened during the process because different reasons and the amount of time that it took with all these shipments. And the most ridiculous one was when our boards were uh, uh, stopped in the U.S. customs for two weeks for confusing them with 
food smuggling. So it took them two weeks to try to bite the, the boards and see that it's not eatable before they decided this is not food and it's actually electronics that we can release to the people that are waiting. So you sit and you're, you know, you're eating your nails and the walls around you and then like, um, so it would have been much easier to find a place, a city, find the people that, that can do the work and do it all there and get them all in the same room every day and see where they stand. Uh, but we decided to go on the, you know, uh, although we are a new company, to go for the harder process and, and uh, you know, to try to, again, do the best we can at this stage uh, to create something that is as quality as, you know, uh, as possible and as safe as possible. So you sort of discussed the, the the steps you take from from design to development and things like that. But if if you had a total like free reign of imagination uh, and you were to create another implant or project, what do you think should be developed that's sort of missing in the world? Uh, there is one specific thing that I really crave for, but I cannot say what that thing is. Uh, it's going to be one of the next projects that we're going to do that I'm really, really interested in. Uh, but I have to keep it to myself at this stage, so you'll have to you'll have to excuse me if that's fine. When that when that becomes a bit more public knowledge, maybe we can uh, book you back on to uh, to to talk about completely. In your own grind, uh, what's your single best moment of achievement? Wow, there has been so many moments of achievements and failure in the last few months uh, with all this process that, you know, I'm like a ping pong ball. Uh, I'm one moment touching the roof and the other moment touching the ground and smashing on both of them with the same, with the same, uh, you know, with the same uh, power. Uh, obviously, the last exciting moment was uh, uh, started shipping the the senses uh, a few days ago. But yeah, you know, we've we've gone through we've gone from a drawing to having a product that we ship to people after testing it in less than a year. So I think that in a whole is a it's a uh, pretty pretty big success and a pretty good achievement for us as a as a young company and with the first product that we are putting out there so it's all been very very intense and very complicated uh, logistically wise again we were amazed by the patience that people had and uh, by the support that we got from people and uh, we were we were a bit late um, uh, delivering to to people the senses from the initial day that we said and we had zero cancellations of anyone getting angry that his things were not or her things were not delivered on time and even if we had I could understand it in a way because you know we set a date and we didn't stand behind it so I really want to thank uh, everybody who was really patient and uh, I, I, I must say that again uh, when we every time um, I, I I was sending a, an email. We are sorry, but it's going to take just a bit more time. It's going to take just a bit more time. Was I was afraid people are going to say, "Okay, you know, that's too much." But um, actually, the replies that we got each time was, "Don't worry, take the time, do the best you can. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's going to be two weeks to here, two weeks to there." Yeah, so. People have been patient, and I personally, and we as a company, really appreciate it. And with all the projects that you've done, and also as you're talking about your past job, um, on a more personal level, what's the biggest impact you want to make? Uh, what's your aim, and almost what would you like to be remembered for? 
Um, I think first of all, I want my son to remember me as a good dad. <laughs> that's probably um, that's probably the the most important thing. Um, I don't know. But big question. I think that I'm lucky. I'm 36 years old, and uh, I'm already uh, the second time in my life in a place where I touch something that is very unique, and it creates change in a very unique place, and then in a very unique way. So you know, uh, uh, I can't. I can't ask for more. But at this stage, I'm. I'm focused on on uh, working and doing more and people will remember me by the last thing probably that I did before I went away. So let's, let's hope that it will be a good thing and, and not a bad one. <laughs> we mentioned earlier uh, how people can keep, keep in touch with the projects and how to get a hold of their own North Sense through cyborgnest.net. I go ahead and give you an opportunity again to mention as far as how to keep up to date, especially with the nice little teaser you gave of something you'd love to tell us, but not quite there yet. Where, yeah, where can we been, see that update first as soon as you're able to? Oh, uh, well, um, I can't even give a date, um, uh, but but I promise you there is that thing, and I'm not just saying. Uh, um, um, but but really, at this stage, we just launched the North Sense, and I invite people to our website and to, to www.cyborgness.net and to our Facebook page and Instagram. And please do get in touch and please ask any question you have and don't think that any question is silly or is not important or maybe I'm bothering and I should not ask it. Bombard us with as many things you want to know. I promise to take the time to answer as fast as possible. And sometimes, uh, you know, we might have an answer and sometimes not. But, but please do, but please do, do ask about, about anything. Um, and yeah, and uh, have your nonsense and enjoy that experience. It's really cool and it's, uh, and it's simple but magic. Definitely want to say a special thanks to you, Livio, for taking the time to talk to us today. If you want to learn more about this journey we take weekly, please check out DangerousMinds.io and also CyborgNest.net. We definitely want to thank all of you, our listeners, for joining us as we further explore the tech and the people behind it within this fastly growing community of biohacking, grinding, and implantable technology today. Please feel free to reach out to us with questions and or comments. You're welcome to find us at DangerousMinds.io and our Facebook page, which is just Facebook.com forward slash Dangerous Minds podcast. And perhaps me might one day talk to you about the work and our projects you're exploring and developing. Until next week, seek the spark. Scientific progression is steamrolling, there's no preventing it going ahead. Now we're intrinsically linked with technology, biology as we know it is dead. We thought it's going to be a, uh, you know, a piece of nothing that we're going to finish in a few weeks. And there's been some great technological achievements with the North Sense, starting from the fact that, as you know, the first thing that you are taught when you are a kid about the compass is to hold it uh, as uh, horizontal as possible to the ground and not to move it because otherwise it won't work. And now not only that you don't have a, an horizontal compass, you have a vertical compass. So that was kind of first physics rule to break, which wasn't easy to do. And then after that, you understand, okay, we've managed to do that, but the human body is not exactly like that. And, and my body and your body are not the same. So 
your body is like that, my body is like that, and your body is like this, and this guy is like that. So you have to try to make it work for as many people as possible out there. So that's been a huge struggle software and hardware-wise. Talking about the the uh, adapting for the different postures, I'm sure for the coders there should be a coding special. <laughs> it's just almost like at a right angle, just over oh, uh, the Yeah, the, the the software engineer, uh, he was amazing, uh, and and the work that 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 we did and the amount of tests that we did. Uh, he was he was sending a version every night and. Uh, it was funny because in in the beginning, before we had the option to update the firmware on the board through a Bluetooth, uh, I basically had to take a NorthSense, cut the board out, update the software on it physically, and then put it back in and glue it with uh, with super glue, and then put that thing on my chest and and test it out. So. You, you imagine the things that, that my chest went through and the amount of, uh, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that pleasant for, for many days. Uh, but, but yeah, there was no other way of doing it. And we had to, we had to go through it to, to get it done because every day you understand something. And the whole thing of suddenly when the ergonomy, the shape of the human body and your movements and the way that you lean and the way that you do different stuff start to be part of the equation you're speaking here about millions of options that you have to, to take in consideration when you build the software again on something that is so small with such a little memory so um yeah it's been it it hasn't it hasn't been easy it's uh even the even the, the the firmware updates, which are a option on the North Sense, which we don't know if we will ever use, but we wanted to leave it as an option uh, to understand from the users. That's not a trivial thing as well, because you know we all know that our phones can update themselves to the internet, for example. Uh, but they are they themselves are connected to the internet, so they download a file directly to the phone, and then it installs itself, and you know the phone turns on and everything is fine. The NorthSense has no connection to nothing. So it doesn't have any ability to connect to any network. It just has a BLE that can connect to your phone. So basically, we had to create a system that the phone is a bridge for the firmware that is updated on the device itself. And again, that again is a very not trivial thing to do. And I don't know many, if any devices out there that, that can do that. So it's a, yeah, a lot of a lot of challenges were on the way, but uh, we are here and everything is sticking at this stage. So, so you mentioned it has Bluetooth capability. Have you at all looked at how secure that connection is? Because Bluetooth sniffing or snar- blue snarfing, I find that uh, an interesting possibility. Then, of could you then uh, use that capability to cause someone's North Sense to go off and start? You know, vibrating randomly or pulsing it at that point. Have has anybody looked at the pen testing capability of that device? Yeah, of course. It's a security. So I think that security is a whole is a uh, huge part of this new world, and it's something that we have to deeply, deeply take in consideration. Again, I think that we need to take things in in proportions, and you know, the at this stage, yes, we. So you know. 
you will have, it will be very hard for you to hack someone's sense while it's on him because you will have to make the Bluetooth turn on because the Bluetooth is most of the time in a sleep mode. So you will have to somehow turn it on. And that can happen in two ways, either to connect it to an electricity source or to tap on it twice. So basically you will have to tap on someone's chest twice and then uh, connect to it and do whatever you want if you're fast enough before uh, it goes to sleep back again. Um, But I do think that uh, other things that will come out in the future from us and from other companies that, for example, will have connection to networks or uh, more so sophisticated uh, functions, um, again, security will be a huge part of it, you know. Probably the day when will be completely safe to put your credit card details or on a chip, it will be the day where people will actually start going for it in, in masses. And I look forward for that day as well. So I can, I'll get my, my chip and my stuff. It's, uh, I, it's, it's part of the trust that we spoke about before. Uh, as long as we all understand that we come from, from a positive point of view and from a positive place, so uh, we'll manage to get there in a safe way. And uh, you talked about firmware updates, what have you. Do you have an API so that it can be developed by a community or just your own in-house? We will, will, uh, many people, you know, asked and said, why would you don't release the whole thing now? And uh, we will release it. But uh, my my worry at this stage from releasing it is not not the technological part, is not the part where, uh, for example, you will you will control if that thing is 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 if my north sense is vibrating once or twice when i'm facing north you know because the amount of damage that you can do me while that is happening is is probably minimal or any other thing that you could do with it i'm more more uh, interested to learn what are the mind implications and mind changes uh, that uh, uh, you know uh, senses or or devices that are connecting to our mind have. Um, so I think it will be smart and responsible for us to keep those things for a while and to see how things go and then let them go and you know let people play with it and develop it and take it to to other places. Because um, yeah, it's just it's just from a place of of responsibility at this stage. Um, um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of fascinated by the whole thing, but also that because it's it's the first time I've seen something like you know that's that's built technology but built to be on a person. Um, usually, you see like even things like wearables. This is not it's not really what I consider a wearable because you're not so much wearing it as opposed to it's wearing you. Like a watch you put on, right? This is kind of like it's it's. Yeah, I can't really explain what I mean, but it's 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 different. Is it there's a psychological difference between having something on and it's, it being part of you? It's completely different. Uh, we were we were really happy when the coin dropped around the piercings community because it was at least for this product now. Um, Again, things will will move into other directions in the future as well. But but it was fascinating for us to uh, merge a ancient, uh, respectable type of art with the technology of tomorrow. So in a in a romantic philosophical point of view, it was uh, we felt that it's it's a good it's a good thing to do. Uh, 
Um, and I must say that because the, the anchoring system, the piercings are in my body, the whole vibration and the whole feeling is not something external. So most of the vibration that I feel is not from the north sense touching my body, but is from the piercings that basically, you know, they, they feel the vibration and they vibrate in my body. They are under my skin. So it feels like a very nice kind of kind of kind of feeling it's far from it's far from bothering for example or it's far from again it was it was a part of the whole building of the software to try to understand how many times it needs to buzz and and how far you need to get out of the angle because you have a point which the north sense will see as the point where it needs to vibrate now does it vibrate if you go out a one degree out of it and then come back or does it the or do you need you know what's the how far do you need to get from that point and backwards for it to vibrate and if you stay in that direction and do not move, how often it needs to remind you that you are in the same direction. So that was that was part of the the testing stage and uh, trying to again to understand things around behavior and human behavior and and try to to create a place where technology and the human behavior or the human body communicate one with each other it there will be a lot of learning again it's a it's a it's a new thing and and no matter how much we thought about it again in 10 years from now we will all sit and we'll have this conversation again and we'll be in a completely different place but we did take in consideration anything that we thought uh, during the process that needs to be taken in consideration well i would like to see like maybe some more technology like this uh, because not only do i think it's different and quite interesting but i think it it may bridge the gap between sort of like insertables, if you want to call them that, and uh, sort of wearables for those people that you know, don't necessarily want to go straight into having something inside the body. So it's, it's, it's the little transition, I think. Look, I think, I think that, you know, uh, we are all, because we are a part of this community, so there is this goal, let's call it, that we all want to achieve, and it's called implantables, okay? And we will all, and, but I think that once we will cross that, that step and we will get there and the implantables will not be a problem from battery issues or safety issues or government issues then we actually need to step backwards and say okay what does actually needs to be an implant and what maybe doesn't need to be an implant or doesn't need to be a full implant with that said when in our case with with senses it does need to be something that in a sort of way is constant constantly attached to your body because it's not something that you take take on and off because you're gonna drive your mind crazy you know it, you need to get to a place and to remain in that place and to keep the constant okay the word ran away but you need to keep it you know in constant in the same in the same place uh, for you to basically enjoy the experience more but yeah you know we will we will get to implantables and in few years from now we will also forget the implantables one again once things will go to dna changes or other things that will not involve direct technology as being part of our body at all exciting days we'll just say we're looking forward to the next thing so again we are we are not competing with apple or samsung at this stage with the amount of things that we sell and we are far from that 
um, I think we need to to be realistic and again we need to survive at this stage to make sure that the people that do buy it get a good and and a positive experience out of it and and i'm seriously speaking about preparing ourselves to the day that the boom will happen because then the boom will happen and you would not want to be left surprised uh, uh, you know and and not be ready because that's you know that's kind of the that's kind of the the good problems that you that you would think, but it's things to to think about and to take in in consideration. So um, yeah, we we are happy with with the amount of people that uh, we get as an interest, and we invite as many as possible to come be a part of it. And we also understand people that at this stage don't want to be a part of it. But I can promise anyone that is alive at this stage, at a, up to a certain age that they are going to finish their life with a this or other type of electronic addition to their body, being it a sense, a chip, or any kind of other stuff that is coming out there because it's just going to be part of everybody's life very soon.